What's good, everybody? What's good? This is your host, Dom Lewis. It's the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. As I always say at the beginning of every podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes. You can subscribe on Google Play. You can subscribe on Spotify. Anywhere that you get your podcast, you can uh, basically subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating if you can. We really do appreciate that, and keep on tuning in. Um, I'm just glad to be here with you guys. I'm glad to be recording. Um, I'm glad that um, our teams are doing so well. You know, it really feels good to... It feels good when you're the champ. It feels good when you're the champ. It feels good when you're on top. But, you know, it feels good to have baseball back in the city. It feels good to have baseball back in Philadelphia. Um, it's been going for a few years, you know, since our 07-11 team teams, excuse me, uh, have gotten old and retired and been traded and, you know, have gone on to the latter part of their careers, uh, it feels good to have baseball back in this city. So I'm going to get into the Phillies today. I'm going to talk about uh, the Phillies currently being in uh, first place in the NL East. I'm going to talk about their Wall of Fame ceremony, um, honoring Roy Holiday. I'm going to talk about uh, the celebration of 2018 this past weekend. I'm going to talk about the big series they had against the Boston Red Sox and the Miami Marlins. I'm going to talk about the trade uh, acquisitions they made uh, before the deadline. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, a lot of stuff with the Phillies, you know. And I'm just going to talk about the potential of this team really, really making a playoff push. I remember in my last episode, I talked about if the Phillies could get to 60 wins by the end of July, that they would really kind of guarantee a spot in the playoffs. And uh, they, they got to 59 wins at the end of July, which is pretty big. They currently they currently have 63 wins right now. Um, uh, currently playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they're actually heading in the extra innings right now. So... Um, they are ahead um, of the NL East right now as we speak. But with all that being said, it still takes a backseat to our Philadelphia Eagles, who started camp uh, a little under two weeks ago. Um, so they're currently in camp, entrenched in camp. They had their first open practice uh, this past Sunday, where they had 40,000 fans there. Um... They have a game coming up this Thursday against Pittsburgh, and um, right now, what I see out of I don't. There's no major injuries to report as far as our team is concerned. The only thing that has concerned uh, fans and you know people a little bit is the fact that Carson Wentz is not participating in 11 on 11 as we speak. Uh, he has he started out participating in 11 on 11 and then. He was pulled out. Um, coach's decision. Coach's decision. He hasn't had a setback in his progress or anything like that. But we'll get into all of that. We'll get into, you know, what our team is doing in camp. Um, we'll get into Brian Dawkins and him being inducted to the Hall of Fame. And um, just just how passionate and who what he represents to this city in this fan base Um, because him being inducted into Hall of Fame it's kind of like all of us got inducted it's kind of weird like that because he he just took all of us with him and I'll talk about his speech I'll talk about um, his the whole weekend I'll talk about you know his uh, gold jacket ceremony um, and mainly how the day went for him uh, during the whole uh, uh, day of the Hall of Fame induction so, I'll talk about it, I'll get into it, I'll get into Eagles training camp, I'll get into the Phillies, um, and yeah, I'm just excited about where our teams are all headed, and I really feel good about Philadelphia sports, so, you know, it's just been a, it's been a good time being a Philadelphia sports fan, um, we've been on a great ride this, over these last few months, and, um, you know, it's kind of like being a fan. It's kind of like you don't want it to end. Like you just want to 
continue on that high. Like, you know, you know, the Phillies gave us, I mean, not the Phillies, excuse me, the Eagles gave us so much by winning the Super Bowl. And then the Sixers just kind of carried it on. And they just, they took us on a great ride. And it ended so abruptly, but they, they took us on a great ride through uh, the first round of the playoffs and then, you know, ending it in the second round. Um, the Flyers, they, you know, they, they made their push. And then the Phillies are making their push now. So it's kind of like, you know, you don't want the ride to end. We've been on such a high. But you know what, what, what has made me proud is how the Eagles, although we as fans don't want the ride to end, the Eagles have made sure to be all about business. And I respect that. I respect that tremendously. Like, I just see us. I saw, like, the first day of camp when, you know, everyone was going out there. And, you know, they just were about their business. They're just taking care of business. Like, they really have embraced um, being the top dog. And they're no longer the underdog. Not saying that they, they're not inspired. But they're all about their business. You know, last season was last season for them. And they're looking to really, really capitalize on that. They're not looking to live in the past, and they're not looking to dwell on just, you know, last season. So I respect that, what they're doing. I respect the players, the coaches. Um, and by the way, Doug Peterson, he will be the coach of the Eagles. Uh, he got an extension through 2022. Uh, Hi Roseman will be the general manager through 2022. So, you know, we locked up the brain trust, which is all good and great, because uh, you can't go anywhere without great leadership. So really really good to see those guys locked up and it's good to uh know that we're in good hands for the next few years so i'm gonna get into all of it i'm gonna get into the eagles i won't get into the phillies i'm gonna talk about um you know the chances of the phillies making the playoffs i'm gonna talk about what i expect out of the eagles uh out of the first preseason game and what i expect for the rest of camp so stay tuned stay tuned in we appreciate you listening Philly Sports 44 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Thanks, guys. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. The Philly Sports 44 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. You can follow us on Twitter at 444podcast. That's F-O-U-R, F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can email the podcast any questions or any kind of feedback at 444podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere that you can get your podcast. You can subscribe. And you can also just hit us up on Twitter. Tweet us, you can follow us, you can give us a rating, subscribe, um, and overall, just listen. Just listen and take in, you know, take in what I'm saying. You can give feedback if you have any feedback, and I just appreciate everyone and anyone who's ever tuning in. I don't take it for granted, and I thank you guys. So, um, let's just get into the Eagles first. Let's talk about the Eagles. Um, They opened up camp. Two weeks ago, two Thursdays ago, so it was July the 26th, if I'm not mistaken. They opened up camp. Um, they didn't get into the hitting to the third day, which was that Saturday. And I haven't heard anything crazy, you know, about um, any injuries or anything like that. I know Zach Ertz has been out of practice the last few days. But it's nothing serious to the point where, you know, his season is in jeopardy or anything like that. I know Brandon Graham is still not practicing. I know um, Alshon Jeffrey is still not practicing. Um, I understand that. I know the Eagles also signed uh, Corey Graham. They re-signed him, which he's uh, that's a that's a that's a good good signing, good signing, you know, for a corner position. Uh, and overall, the Eagles are they're, they're just they're, you know what they're going about their business. You know, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's nothing to get riled up about. They're just going about their business. That's really what it comes down to. Like, this team has embraced being the champion and taking care of business. That's exactly what they do. Every single day, every single week, that's what they do. They take care of their business. So, that's all that's been going on, honestly. There's nothing where, 
You know, there's no out story, outstanding storyline about camp. There's no um, issue like the kind of teal issues that we had back in the day, where he went to his driveway doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff like that, and with weights, and he gets sent home from camp. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing where Chip Kelly is running the team ragged and rampant, and people are talking about how much um, conditioning drills they have to do. There's nothing like that. There really isn't. I mean, right now, they're just taking care of their business. Going by the, going about their business day by day, week by week. That's really what it comes down to. Um, the only thing that I have heard that has raised my eyebrow, mainly, is just that Carson Wentz has been pulled from doing 11-on-11 drills. I heard it last week. I heard um, how the coaches were going to pull him from those drills. They wanted to scale his workload back. Not because he was having a setback or any kind of uh, issue with his progress. More so, I guess, for precaution. So I understand what's going on, although I don't like it. I understand it, and I, I know and understand that the value of him is tremendous, and we can't have him lost for any portion of the season. Um, not saying that we don't have a chance, because we do, obviously. I mean... Nick Foles stepped in last year and we won the Super Bowl. But I'm saying that Carson Wentz is such a vital part of our success where you don't want to jeopardize him over something that's unnecessary. And I understand that, and I don't like it because I want to see him in 11-11s, and I know he wants to be in 11-11 drills. But, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice um, for the greater good, honestly. So that's really all it comes down to right now with Carson Wentz. Um, besides that, like I said, our team is just taking care of their business, honestly. Um, they got a game coming up this Thursday against the, the Steelers. Um, and I'm not looking for much out of that game. I know that, you know, our first team offense will be out there. You know, I don't even know if Nick Foles is going to play, honestly. I, I really, I know Carson Wentz is not going to play. I mean, I, Nick Foles, he might play a series and he's done. Um, he might not even play, honestly. I'm thinking that Sudfield plays the game and starts the game. I remember Foles didn't even play last preseason because of the injury that he had. Uh, whatever. But I'm just saying that I, I really feel like right now um, there's nothing to be concerned about. There's nothing to um, worry us at this point. Honestly, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I think right now we just have to understand that uh, our team is taking care of business. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do from now on to the end of the season. That's what they're going to do. And I respect that, and I love that. I love that about this team. I love that our team can embrace being successful, unlike the idiot Ben McAdoo who got fired from the Giants so that the Eagles won't be able to embrace being successful. I don't know where he got that from. That's pretty idiotic to me, but that's neither here nor there. That man doesn't have a job, so... Maybe he was just fishing so he could get hired on New York Sports Radio or whatever. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to even give that our energy. That, that doesn't even deserve our energy. Right now, what I'm just saying is that our team is able to embrace success, and I really, really respect that. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they go about their business week by week, how they take on this tough schedule, um, how they um, compete. Um, you know, it's not just... Not in the NFC East, but just in the as a top team in the league. Not not top team in the NFC, but a top team in the actual league. Being the hunted, being the team that everyone uh, wants to get, being the guys that had the bullseye on their back. I just want to see how they do. Um, I think they'll, they'll do well. You know, I really have full confidence in this team. I have full confidence in Doug Peterson. I have full confidence that Carson will be back week one. I, I'm just... I'm completely confident. I am I am not worried in the least bit. I, I do want to see how they do. And I know I'll get mad when they do something stupid, when they make a stupid play, or, you know, when I think that the offense is not, you know, moving fast enough for me or when our defense is not stopping anybody. I know how I get. But at the same time, I'm not worried about this team right now. This team has proven everything they need to prove to me. And honestly, on paper, the team now might be better than last year's team but we're gonna see we're gonna see we're gonna see so um really really pleased with how they've been 
conducting themselves in camp thus far. We also extended Doug, I mean, yeah, Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman through 2022. So we locked up our head coach as well as our GM, which is excellent. Um, I know Carson Wentz is next on the list to lock up long term, but we'll lock him up next year. Um, I think at the end of 2019, we can lock him up in the long term. And I, I, I am not concerned that he'll go anywhere. So we have the pieces in place to be a top team in this league not just for the next two to three years, but I'm thinking for the next five to seven years, to be honest with you. Um, I really see this team being a top team in this league, like, to be reckoned with. Uh, Back to those glory days of being a top team when we had Andy Reid as our head coach. And, you know, I know Big Red, um, you know, has an issue with getting over the hump in the NFC Championship games. Uh, But Doug has already proven to you that he can coach his team and this team can win games uh, no matter who you put in. You know, this team is becoming a, a standard for the league, I think. Honestly, I think um, after this year, after the success that the team will have this year coming, I think that people will be like, you know what? That team is the standard of the league now. I don't think it'll be – I think it'll be us and the Patriots, honestly, as far as being standard. Us, the Patriots, and the Steelers. Those will be the teams as far as the standard. People will know that – these teams are not just hot flash in the pan teams, but these teams are actual standards on how you conduct yourselves in the league. World-class organizations, how you play, how you conduct yourselves, how you come there and make a career, how you win football games, how you go deep in the playoffs every single year. So I'm excited. I'm excited about what this team has to offer. And I know it feels like I'm going like on and on and on about just being excited and what's coming down the road. But I really believe in this team. I I believe that, you know, this team wasn't lucky last year. This team was really good. And it took me a while to see that. And I'm not going to let that ever happen again to me. Like, if a team is good, I'm going to believe it. And this team is good. So, Thursday, I'm not looking for anything out of the ordinary. I'm not looking, uh, you know, just to be surprised or anything like that. I'm going to watch, of course. You know, I got to watch my boys play. We got to watch our boys. But at the same time, I already know what this team is capable of doing. They've already shown me. The coach has already shown me how he can coach, how he can overcome adversity. The GM knows what he's doing. And we got this guy's locked up through 2022. So I'm excited about where this team is headed. Because they're going to be a top team to be reckoned with for the next five to seven years. You'll see. You'll see. If you don't believe me right now, you will see. You will see. So that's why I understand that Carson Wentz is not in 11 on 11 drills right now. I understand that in early August he's not in 11 on 11 drills. You know why? Because he'll be back week one. He'll be playing against the Atlanta Falcons, and he's going to be an MVP candidate for the next five to seven years. That dude is a beast. He is an absolute beast. He is not a flash in the pan quarterback. He didn't get lucky last year. You know, it wasn't anything like that, honestly. The dude can play. He can ball. And he is our quarterback, and he's going to lead us. I really believe in what he's doing. I believe in the entire team. I really do. So, I'm not worried in the least bit. I just respect how they're going about their business. And we're going to see, you know, them play on Thursday. And we're just going to see how they conduct themselves in the rest of camp. It should be nothing different. It should just be the same standard, you know, as it has been day one they are the hunted they understand that they will embrace being the hunted they will overcome and they will achieve so um big shout outs to our eagles i'm just excited that you know season's almost here and it it feels like you know we've waited for a while but i you know i would say i think it's i'm not mistaken i think we got four weeks to the first game to the first official game of the season us opening up on Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons. And, yeah. Yeah, we'll be on the world stage. Honestly, we'll be on the, the national stage, the world stage. You know, for everyone to see. The banner raising and everything like that. And it's just time to get back to football. So, yeah. Our Eagles are on top. I think the fans should understand that. And it's okay to celebrate. And it's okay to still be on a high from winning. Because I'm still on a high. You know, I love this feeling of being the champ. But at the same time, you know, 
once uh, that first game comes, you know, once it comes, it's time to turn the page. It's time for the season to start. Put the other season in the rearview mirror. Get onto our business as well. So that's all I got on um, the Eagles right now as far as the current Eagles. In the next segment, I want to talk about Brian Dawkins. Um, and I want to talk about the Hall of Fame ceremony. I know Ray Lewis got you know, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Brian Erlacher, Randy Moss, who gave a good speech as well. Um, and T.O., who wasn't there, but he gave a speech at his, uh, um, I think it was his high school or his college. One of the other um, universities. I think it was, yeah, the University of Tennessee Chattanooga. So, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame, but I mainly want to talk about Brian Dawkins and his speech and his passion for the game and the fact that he was honored and inducted into the Hall of Fame. I feel like all of us are now Hall of Famers. It's weird. All of us are now world champions and all of us are now Hall of Famers. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Because Dawkins is us and we are Dawkins. That's just how it is. That's how it is. So I'm getting to that in the next segment. I'm going to take a short break. This is Don Lewis. On the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Once again, you can subscribe on iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, you can listen through the Anchor app, which is who powers this podcast, and we can't thank them enough for uh, their contributions and just giving us a platform to just record and get our thoughts out. So thank you, Anchor, for all that you do. Really do appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Really do appreciate that. Always, I never take it for granted. So uh, I want to get into Brian Dawkins and... um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement over this past weekend. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, let me first say that um, I was on vacation, so I didn't get a chance to catch the speech until uh, I was actually on a train ride back uh, from, I was going from D.C. to Baltimore, and it was so many links to the speech posted on Facebook I had a chance to like at least watch some of it um, on the train ride home, and I was just so amazed. Um, one by you know everything Dawkins had to say, because um, you know I you know he he is just he he is he is us as a Philadelphia sports fan base. He is us, and we are him. Um, he embodies everything about being a Philly sports fan. That's why we love Dawkins, and, you know, people give him a lot of accolades, you know, as far as him being a safety and a player, but as a human being, as a man, he is a tremendous, tremendous human being, and he deserved that honor this weekend. He, you know, he really, really deserved, he deserves this, that's all I can say. I mean, what he brought to the game um, as a player and who he is as a man, he deserves being a Hall of Famer. And I was just amazed to see him as a player and what he had to say um, in his speech. And two, the amount of fans that showed up um, for the enshrinement. Listen, guys, whoever is listening, everyone that is listening, I just want to say, um, if you, if you, if anyone's listening that attended the enshrinement, I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And I thank you because we as a fan base truly represented out there and can. And it's just it's so amazing to see like us as, you know, a fan base getting some good shine on the national stage. I mean, think about it. all over the years, people have accused us of Stupid stuff like, oh, oh, we threw snowballs at Santa Claus, and you know we boo this player and we boo that player and we boo this person and we boo during this time and we boo during that time and we did this and we did that and we poured this beer and you know a lot of a lot of just 
just disrespectful just type of rhetoric toward Philly sports fans in general. Not just Eagle fans, but Philly sports fans in general. And it's just nice to see, like, one, us being the champ and people seeing how passionate of a fan base that we are. Two, being the champ and having one of our own go into the Hall of Fame. And for us to be represented in such a positive light, it's just amazing to see. Think about it. In the last few, I guess the last year and a half, from the um, NFL draft being in Philly to us winning uh, the playoff, the entire playoff run, us winning the Super Bowl, and uh, Brian Douglas getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's just been an amazing ride being an Eagles fan, being a Philadelphia sports fan, and it's just nice to see us get some shine, some positive shine, some positive uh, light shined on us uh, from a national standpoint, because people will just give us a lot of crap, a lot of, you know, a lot of flack, and sometimes it's unfair, I mean, sometimes it's warranted, but sometimes it's unfair, Uh, and I'm just thankful that um, we were able to celebrate Brian Dawkins getting inducted, we were able to represent him, and um, such a good manner. So I'm thankful for that. And for anyone who went that is listening right now, thank you for going out there. Thank you for representing us. Thank you for letting your heart, wearing your heart on your sleeve because it looked it looked good on TV. It looked good to see it. It looked good to hear it. You know, I'm just thankful that we were out there to represent Dawkins. And I, I, can't, I can't express enough how just amazing that was to see. And hearing his speech talk about, you know, how he was in a depressed state, him having the suicidal thoughts. Um, it was just like uh, riveting, very riveting because he talked about those things, but he talked about how he got help and people who pushed him to get help and people that were in his corner that pushed him, you know, to be better, to get help, to not give up. And his message to telling people not to give up was so important because you know we all have our individual struggles in life we all have those those points in life where you know we want to give up we want to give in we just feel like we're not enough and he felt like that and he is you know this man had made it to the NFL you know was playing for a great organization and he had these thoughts early on in his career and he was able to get help and become one of the fiercest players to ever play the game and get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it's just like, that puts things in perspective of life. Like, don't give up. Don't give in. No matter no matter if you're in a depressed mode or a depressed state, like, don't stay in that state. Don't stay with that mindset because you are enough and you do deserve more and you do deserve better. And I appreciate him using his platform to say those things because it lets you know that it's not just about sports but it's about us as human beings and I just really respect it I really respect Dawkins so much more just for shedding a light on that and I think the thing that rang with me the most besides him talking about those depressed states he talked about how there was a purpose for his pain and I think that that puts into perspective as well everything that goes on in our lives because we do deal with a lot of pain as, as human beings. We deal with the pain. We each deal with our own level of pain, but we each do deal with pain. And it just was amazing to hear him say, you know, there's a purpose for my pain. Like, And then I think Ray Lewis wrapped it up. You know, he borrowed it from Dawkins. You know, talked about talking about pain, and I don't want to say he bought it from Dawkins, but he talked about it as well, said on the other side of the pain, there's glory, and I think us as fans, human beings, whatever you want to call yourself right now, you do have to understand that as much as you go through, there is reward on the other side of it, as soon as you get through it, you just got to get through it, so Dawkins, his speech was just amazing, and just his entrance, the way he came out, like, he came out like the Wolverine like he always did. And 
man, he got me so fired up. I'm, I was just so hyped just watched it, just watching him come out. Because I, I felt like, I just, like I said, I felt like it was us going into the Hall of Fame. All of us going into the Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, he thanked a lot of people in the speech. He thanked his wife. He thanked, you know, his kids and his parents and his grandparents. And thanked the organization. And he thanked, you know, his friends that he played with back in the day. He thanked Troy Vincent, who he played with on the Eagles. You know, he thanked so many people, but he thanked, he, of course, he thanked God. You know, he had to thank God. You know, Brian Dawkins is a very spiritual man, and for us that are spiritual, you know, you all, we all know that we could, you know, we could resonate with that. But he thanked everyone, then he thanked us as fans. He thanked us, and it was just amazing that, like I said, us having the positive light shine on us, and then being thanked by someone who went into the Hall of Fame, like thanking us as fans, like no matter how crazy we and rabid we may be, how passionate we are, that man thanked us for being that way. And it was amazing. It was amazing to to have that, to have that recognition. And I just can't, I can't put into words how amazing um, that was. All of it. The speech. I'm talking, and, and you know, I'm I'm just talking about the speech, just the enshrinement day. But even like his gold, the highlights from his gold jacket ceremony on Friday, when he was getting his jacket and how hype he was, and you could just feel it. You could feel it. Like you could feel it. Like through the TV, you could feel it through the the video link on Facebook or wherever you watch the video on Twitter, or whatever. And then on Saturday, he talked about how it was like a game day for him. Like he was just so hype all day long. Like. He was fired up. He was fired up. And that's the Dawkins that we know and we love. And that's what makes us such rabid fans, uh, being rabid Eagles fans. Like, because the same passion that he had, like, that day, just ready for a Hall of Fame ceremony. He said he treated it like it was a game day. And that's us. That's us. That's how we are, like, whenever we talk about the Eagles. When we're getting ready for a game day, like, you know, all the tailgating that we do, and, you know, I, I, you know, do this podcast, and I talk on the radio, and I talk to different people, and I'm arguing on Facebook, and I'm arguing on Twitter, I'm tweeting out stuff, reports, and stuff like that, you know, my pregame stuff, like, I'm just, you know, I don't even, I don't even, it's to the point now where I don't even listen to the national stuff anymore, it's just all, when it's game day, it's all Philadelphia Eagles for me, it's just, I want to consume as much information as possible to, you know, just see what's going on with my team. And then when it's game day, it's just when it's game time, just like in front of the TV, I don't even want to be bothered. Like sometimes my son's running around, but nothing can bother me for those three to four hours. Nothing can bother me. Like it's just like me and my Eagles and Dawkins, the way he treated the, the Hall of Fame ceremony, like that's just that's us. That's exactly how we are. That's exactly how we are. We just, you know, he embraced the entire day. He embraced the moment. And I just, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love how it came out. I love the whole 22-minute speech, you know. I love just how passionate he was. And, you know, it just made me feel like, you know, our, our praise for our players, our praise for our teams, our praise for our sports teams. Our praise just as fans. It, it's, it doesn't go unwarranted. Like people, there's someone out there that appreciates you as a fan. So don't stop being the fan that you are. Don't stop being that person. Don't stop being that rabid fan. Even if you're an angry Philadelphia Eagles fan. I always tell my dad like he's an angry fan. But he's been through so much hurt and so much pain. You know, being a Philadelphia fan. But I don't want him to stop being that fan. Because he's supposed to be that fan. People appreciate that fan. Like, because it makes the winning so much greater. And that's what makes it so great being the champs. That's what makes it so great that Dawkins is in the Hall of Fame now. That's what makes it so great being a Philadelphia sports fan. Like, I, I wish that I could share the passion that we all have with everyone in the world. Like, and it may seem like such a minor thing. Like, just to like the Eagles. Or just to like the Phillies or the Sixers flyers but you know what like during those times that we celebrate like even when we were at the parade celebrating 
think about this time. Even when we're watching Dawkins get inducted into Hall of Fame, I think about that. I look at that, and I'm like, you know, at those times, it doesn't matter our race. It doesn't matter creed, color. It doesn't matter sexual orientation. It does not matter at that point. It just matters that you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan and that you love Dawkins like I love Dawkins. You love the Eagles like I love the Eagles. That's all that matters at that point. That's all that matters is on game day. Like, we look at we look at each other. You know, we each got on a jersey. I might have on a shirt. You might have on a shirt. I got on a jersey. You got on a jersey. Whatever. Whatever it may be. Whatever kind of paraphernalia it is, represent the Philadelphia Eagles. Represent whatever Philadelphia sports team it is. Like, it just, it's just, at those times, it just makes us, like, all united. And I think that's the beauty in sports. I think that's the beauty in being a fan. And that's the beauty that was in Dawkins' speech, like getting through the other side of the pain and not staying in that pain and just being able to celebrate one of our own going into the Hall of Fame and for us to go with him was just an amazing thing to see. So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for that. And I had a great time just like and, and taking in the entire weekend. I mean, listen, I don't want to take away from no one else's speech. Like, I mean... I looked at, you know, Randy Moss's speech. He had a great speech in the tie that he wore to honor the victims of the unjust murders of young black kids. That was amazing as well. You know, Ray Lewis got there and did his preaching or whatever. And I don't downgrade Ray Lewis. I mean, people have been ragging on him a little bit. Some of the stuff he said was really, really valid. You know, I looked at some of the stuff that he said and he, you know, he really did. He did a good job with some of the stuff that he said. You know, I think people just have a... um, an issue with Ray as far as um, some of the things he says can kind of be outlandish, you know. Some of the things he says it can kind of be wishy-washy. But what he said in his speech was really, really, some of the stuff he said in his speech was really, really kind of spot on. And I respect him for saying that. But I think that I can't let his speech overshadow. Because, you know, people, you know, Ray Lewis is a Baltimore, he's Baltimore's son, and you know, he was like a national treasure for the league, but I couldn't let what he did outshine Dawkins. Like, what Dawkins had to say and the passion that he had and the passion he had to deliver his speech and not even write a word of it down. Um, and the way he even honored his wife, like, and he honored his kids, like, he honored his pa- Like, the way he honored the, the folks that he had to thank was just so amazing. And... It was just nice to take in and just celebrate this weekend. Even though I didn't, I didn't even have a chance to really watch everything until like Sunday. But just the fact that I had the chance to take it all in and just look at it and just celebrate and tweet and retweet and repost on Facebook. It's all I did. And I, I, every kind of Dawkins look I got, I reposted, I retweeted it, whatever. Um, just to see him, the way he came out him do a speech, and then after the speech, he just broke down and cried, and I'm just like, yo, that was like a part of me going with him, like, of just being a fan, just being a fan of Dawkins, just being a fan of those teams, being a fan of the organization as a whole, and just being an Eagles fan, it was just a beautiful thing to see, so kudos to Brian Dawkins for being um, in the Class 2018 Hall of Fame, just an amazing thing, Uh, it's bigger than him. It's just bigger than him, and he knows it. And But for that moment, for those moments, I'll cherish just watching. Just the way he delivers, I'll, I'll cherish it forever. I'll cherish the kind of player he was. I'll cherish the kind of person that he is um, and who he's going to be. So thank you, Brian Dawkins. Congratulations to Brian Dawkins. Also, congratulations to T.O. I know he wasn't at the, the ceremony. He gave his own little speech at um, his alma mater. And he talked about, like, sports writers and how, you know, not necessarily doing him an unjust or injustice, but he talked about um, they're not in alignment with the Hall of Fame. So he kind of went that route. And I think we all kind of expected him to go there. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't have an interest in really... I know he was an eagle at one point, and I know we loved him when he was here. I really didn't have an interest in watching his speech. Um... Because it just didn't. Um, I think for me, it was all about Dawkins. It wasn't even about Ray Lewis or Randy Moss. It wasn't about any of those guys. It was about Dawkins to me. And I'm thankful for it. Because he delivered. He delivered. He beyond delivered on his speech. 
and on his induction. Just an amazing thing to see. So, congratulations to Brian Dog. Congratulations to all the um, inductees this year. And go Eagles. Congratulations, Brian Dawkins. Uh, I want to take a quick break. I'll be back in a moment. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. So we talked about our Eagles, and we talked about Brian Dawkins, and we kind of I went into a little, little bit of a reflection in the last segment, just reflecting on Dawkins' speech, and um, just really, really, he had some great things to say. So I just wanted to give him his just due here on the podcast. I probably could have just did a podcast strictly on how I felt about the uh, Hall of Fame induction, because it was that amazing. So, um, really, 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 really um, proud of Dog, and just proud to be a fan right now. But, I want to switch gears. I want to go into a little bit of Philadelphia Phillies. You're Philadelphia Phillies right now. Um, we are on, um, I'm not going to say a high, but our team is really, really doing well. Um, after having such bad seasons the last few years, um, I really like they're uh, competing, coming around. Um, I remember in the last episode, I talked about the Phillies really making a serious playoff run, and if they could win 60 games by the end of July, that they would really be kind of like punch their ticket to the playoffs. Now, they ended up winning 59 games at the end of, uh, by the end of July, excuse me. Sorry, I said all this, but end of July. Um, They ended up winning 59 games by the end of July, so... They're, like, right on track to, to make it to the playoffs. Right now, they have 63 wins. 63 wins right now. Um, currently, uh, they are in in a series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they just came off two series with one being with the, Wash, uh, the, excuse me, the Boston Red Sox and the second being with the Miami Marlins. Now, the Red Sox games, um, I was actually on vacation when they got into the two-game series with the Red Sox. Uh, they lost the first game. They played really well. I mean, uh, Nola he pitched a gem. Uh, just a just a great game by Nola. Um, and they ended up losing in extra innings. So, you know, hey, what are you gonna do? You competing with the best team in the league, and uh, you lose in extra innings. Hey, they they, they did well, and. The second game they ended up winning, uh, three to, I think three to one, scored three to one. Both games are actually on national TV. I was actually in Florida, um, was able to catch both the games, so I was I was pretty pretty happy about that. That's pretty pretty um, that was a good deal, um, just to see one see our boys on national TV, and two, uh, the fact that they um, did so well like on that stage. And I remember uh, one of the commentators saying, he said, no matter, this was, uh, this was toward, this was actually the end of the second game. So this is when um, they had um, Sir Anthony come in to close. And I remember the commentator saying, he said, no matter if the Phillies win or lose this game, he said, they have arrived. They're the, they're, they're the real deal. And that made me so happy that someone nationally said that because I feel like the Phillies have been getting overshadowed not even just by national standpoint but by us as fans uh, I think most of us are just waiting for um, you know something to go wrong with the Phillies and maybe that's not going to happen I mean I was talking um, I do I do a radio show as well 215 you know sports on Sunday morning 10 11 uh I'll get you more information on that as well. But I do a radio show with some guys. Uh, one of my guys, um, Ernest Drummond, and then the other guy, Terrell Willis. Terrell, is, um, he's, a, he's, he's a Phillies fan, and he talked about how he's just, he just doesn't, he doesn't believe that the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. And I, I was on vacation. I, I sound like I was live in the studio. But 
I couldn't like get my response out fast enough to him. Like I was like, what? Like, listen, this team. I say so. I say this much: the Philadelphia Phillies are doing what good teams do. They win close games. They win games that they're supposed to win, and they got good pitching right now. So they're really doing what they need to do as far as making playoff push. Playoff. Listen, this team was only projected to win 70, I think 74 games this year. 74, 75 games. They're currently at 63 wins at the beginning of August. If they can win 85 games, they should get into the playoffs. So we're talking about possibly 22 more wins in the next month and a half, and they can get into the playoffs. And right now, they're leading the NL East. Like, this team is not a bad team. This team is not getting lucky, quote-unquote lucky. They're a good team. They got good pitching. And they made some They made some, um, some acquisitions by the trade deadline. They uh, got Wilson Ramos, who is a all-star pitcher. They got him from Tampa Bay. Aaron Loop, they got a, le- a lefty, uh, lefty relief pitcher. And they got Shubo Cabrera from the Mets. This team is like making making deals that you know they now listen they lost out on Manny Machado I get it lost out on Manny you know they didn't get Cole Hamels back and a couple other things where they you know they didn't they didn't come through but this team is a good team they didn't say stagnant they made moves by the trade deadline made some acquisitions to make a playoff push and I think they're going to do it. Like, I don't think this is something out of, like, they're not lucky. This team is good. And we got to give Gabe Kapler some credit. Like, dude has come in. This is his first season managing the team. And they're really making a run right now. 15 games above 500. Team is good. Show them some respect, Seriously. Seriously, show them some respect. I mean, listen, it's not, you know, it's not that I think that, I think it's not that people don't want to believe in the Phillies, but I think it's that people just, it was so so many seasons of losing. People have to just kind of get into the swing of being a Phillies fan again. Not saying that they ever stopped being a fan, but the fact that they were losing so much and they were so awful, just horrible, like, put, they were, they were like the Sixers, they were putting out a bad product, no one wanted to see, but you know what, you know, this team is young, this is the youngest team in the, in the league right now, they're the youngest team in the league, but you know what, they're a doggone good team, I respect them, I respect them, I respect Kapler for what he's doing, for what he has done this season, it's been a fun ride thus far, um, and right now, they're, it's, listen, it's, um, it's currently it's currently 1.48 a.m. on the East Coast. They're currently, um, and it's uh, August the 7th now, they're currently playing the Diamondbacks, uh, which is a hot team in the league, uh, even though they're, like, right on the outside of the, the playoff race. Um, they're right, they're, they're, and they're competing. They're right now in their extra innings with the team. Um, they were leading. They were leading the game, and then... Um, Sir Anthony kind of fell apart in that night. But whatever, whatever. My point is, though, that they hang in there with teams. They hang in there with teams. I mean, this is not a, this is not like, okay, when the season first started and Gabe had those few hiccups, we were pissed. We were pissed. We were upset with him. We did not like what we were seeing. We didn't like his managing style. We thought he needed to be fired. Well, some people did, but just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I mean, like the Phillies now are really good, and they're going to possibly make the play. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs. I think it's just. I think they're going to make the. I know they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win the division, and it's going to be an amazing story to see that a team that only won, and then they won 71 games last year. Turn around and win their division, a 20-game turnaround, ended up winning their division. Amazing, amazing to see. So, 
much respect to the Phillies. Much respect to Gabe Kapler. Um, Phillies doing a great thing right now, and it's just fun being a Phillies fan again. And uh, they also had a big weekend as well. I mean, on the same day of the um, NFL Pro, Pro Football Hall of Fame induction, they also had their Wall of Fame induction. They inducted Pat Gillick and Roy Halladay. Um, and just a beautiful ceremony. I mean, uh, Roy's wife, uh, Brandy, came out and spoke. Um, you know, we lost Roy tragically um, not too long ago. And just was beautiful how his wife came out, spoke, uh, you know, on his behalf and his honor. It just was amazing to see. And um, much respect to... Um, to Roy Holiday and Pat Gillick both. Pat Gillick um, was a GM when we won the World Series in 2008 and we got back in 2009. So, um, much respect to both of those guys. And on Sunday, uh, the day after, we actually honored the 2018 uh, our championship winning team. It was just nice to see those guys back. It really was. It was nice to see... Uh, it, it, was, it was just nice to see the guys. I mean, it was nice to see, you know... And, and, and Dan Baker, the, the announcer, he called him out in batting order. It was just really, really cool to see. Really, really wonderful. The video is all on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. So if you have a chance, go check it out. But, um, you know, this is um, good to have baseball back in Philadelphia. And, you know, it's good to just not just be living in the past, not to be living in 2008. I know that, you know... When Chase Utley came here in the Dodgers series, that you know people were all over Chase, and I know that you know people they love Chase. You know people love Chase, and you know he got the standing ovation and all of that stuff. And it's okay, whatever. You know I get it. It's, it's Chase's last season. He's going to hang it up after the season's over, and um, people just wanted to honor him. I get it. I understand. You know, but um, it's nice that we don't have to just live in the past anymore. It's nice that we have a future to look toward. And we're possibly going to get Manny Machado this offseason because L.A. is only renting him. This, they only have him as a rental right now. So he is going to be a free agent at the end of the season, and he can sign with whoever he wants to sign with. And he knows that Philadelphia wants him, and I think that we have a good shot of landing him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with uh, Machado. We'll see what happens, you know, rest of the season. I think, I personally think Philadelphia Phillies are making the playoffs. I think they're winning their division. And I think we need to get ready for some October baseball around here. I really do. I called it last episode. I said, I said, this team, they won 60 games. They really need to start thinking about the playoffs. Right now, they're at 63 wins. So, I think it's time to start thinking about the playoffs. I really do. I think it's, uh, we got a month and a half of baseball left. This team is actually pretty good. Um, they've been making some good strides. They've, they're they 10-6 and six since the All-Star break, so that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, they had a bad series against the Reds, but besides that, you know, they have been on the roll. They swept the Marlins. They split with the Red Sox. Um, and right now, they're tied with the Diamondbacks going into the 13th. So, um, we, need to, we need to get on board with this team if you're not already on board. But I see, I will say this. I see that the attendance down the park is picking up. I was actually online looking for tickets today to go to, um, to a game soon. I want to be able to take um, my son to a game, my girlfriend to a game. She's, I don't think she's ever been to a game, and my son's only two, so this will be his first game. So I'm looking at some tickets today just so I can get down to the ballpark and see the guys. Um, but, I, you know, I digress. I just want to say that the Phillies are really good, and I think that it's, it's helpful that we have some um, – that we're going to make, we're going to see some exciting baseball in September because we're going to try to make an October push. So we'll see where where our, where our boys go, and um, I think that um, we need to buckle up because this team is good. They're not a bad team. They're not a lucky team. They're well managed. They're well coached. We make some uh, good signings, and I think we're going to make a, a good playoff push. I really do. I really do. I think we need to stay tuned. I mean, I know that. Down the stretch, we still got to play, you know, Atlanta again, stuff like that. Got a couple of divisional kind of series coming up, but I'm confident. That's the thing. I'm confident in the Phillies, and I can't. I cannot say that I've been confident over the last five to six years in this team, but I'm confident now. They have proven to me that they're actually a good team. 
I mean, Michael Franco had a man. He had an amazing week last week. The walk-off home run. Cabrera, he's a new signee. He just came in. He hit a home run last week too. Close out one of the series. Uh, close out the Miami series. I mean, Nola's pitching out of his mind. Arietta's, Arietta's heating up. The, you know, he's a second-half guy, so he's heating up right now. It's really good to see. Our boys are playing. I got to get down to the ballpark. Man, getting me excited a little bit. Getting me excited to the fact that we have, you know, we're going to have some September to October baseball around here, and I'm excited about that. On top of the Eagles starting the season, it's going to be it's going to be good. Get on board with this, y'all. Get on board with this. Listen, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just want everyone to, to get on board, to understand and recognize that, you know, we have some good teams here. And it's, it's really fun being a Philadelphia sports fan. It really is right now. So get on board with this. Keep your eyes on the Phillies. Get invested into this team. I don't think they're going to let you down. I don't think they're going to let you down. Be back in a moment. Just going to take a quick break. I'm going to wrap up the podcast. Once again, it's Dom Lewis, Philly Sports, 4 for 4 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be back in a moment. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports, 4 for 4 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Just going to wrap up the podcast. Before I wrap up, just want to say uh, Joel Embiid played in the... Um, and if, uh, NBA World Game, uh, played on a team, I guess it was Team Africa he played for. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool to see. Um, see some more videos of him working out. Um, dude is just going to be an absolute beast. If he can just get his conditioning up. That, I think that's the only thing that concerns me about Joel Embiid. If he can just get his conditioning better, um, I really, really trust him with the keys to this organization. That being the Philadelphia 76ers. So, um, just good, just good to um, see Joel Embiid. Good to see, um, you know, a uh, Sixers headline that's not crap. <laughs> oh, man. Still kind of baffles me the kind of uh, offseason that they had. Uh, but listen, uh, soon, I think September, beginning of September, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it'll be camp, Sixers camp. So, and most of September, we'll have Sixers training camp. We'll have Flyers training camp. We'll have um, Philadelphia Phillies baseball. And we have your Philadelphia Eagles uh, defending their world championship. So, uh, so big month of September coming up. I think that probably be the next month that I record a podcast. Probably going to just um, let this one, you know, marinate for the remainder of the summer. I think that I covered the big events as far as the, the, the Hall of Fame. Uh, opening of training camp, um, the deadline of the Phillies, the trade deadline of the Phillies, and the push they're making right now. Um, so I, I think that right now we're good for the remainder of the month. Um, just looking forward to seeing what else we have to do. Um, as far as um, just staying on top of everything, being a Phillies fan, uh, I mean the Phillies staying on top of their stuff, like, just staying in the race, like, just staying ahead of the race right now, right now, all they gotta do is keep winning, because they, the team, what they've done this year, they've just been winning a lot of, they've been winning series, like, they haven't, uh, been losing the series, like, winning one and losing two, they've been winning two to one, or sweeping series, or winning three games to one, something like that, I mean, the, they've only lost, like, a handful of series over the last, two, three months, so, um, just really, 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 really good to see them, and it's just, like I said, right now for the month of August, I think that we're fine on the sports scene, I think that, um, the Eagles are just, you know, it'll just be, God willing, it'll just be status quo, continue to take care of business, handle business, get your conditioning up, get our boys healthy, let's get into week one, you know, so we'll watch a couple preseason games, and that'll be it. It'll be it. We'll be ready for week one. I think that we'll be fine. And it'll be good to see, uh, like I said, all the sports culminate in the month of September and October. It'll just be good to see. So that about does it for the podcast for this episode. This is episode 10, uh, technically. Uh, 
So, thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Once again, you could subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, on Google Play. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen on Anchor.com, which is uh, the site that actually powers the podcast. It makes the podcast possible. So, thank you guys for tuning in. You can uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at 444podcast. That's F-O-U-R, F-O-R, the number four podcast. You can also email us at 444podcast at gmail.com with any feedback, any suggestions, um, anything you want to talk about. I'd be glad to discuss it. Um, And yeah, like, like I said, once again, thank you for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. Just keep listening. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Honestly, tell a friend to tell a friend. Because um, we're all about Philly sports here. So any friends you have that uh, love Philly sports, tell them to tune in. Um, tell them to tune in. I hope to not disappoint you guys. Hope to make you all proud. And I'm just going to keep talking. I'm going to keep doing this podcast. I'm going to keep voicing it. Because I feel like... Um, you know, someone said to me, my best friend, Clinton, said to me, say, you know, you're a voice to the people. And I got to continue to be the voice. I got to continue to be the voice. Like, you know, no matter if we got two uh, subscribers, no matter if we got zero subscribers, no matter if we got 122 subscribers, no matter if we got 2,000 subscribers, does not matter. I got to keep being the voice of Philly Sports, and that's exactly what I'm going to continue to do. So thank you guys for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. This is Dom Lewis from the Philly Sports for podcast signing off. Thanks. Peace.